are tuned in to Strengthen the Soul podcast, a safe place for learning and growing. I am here to help you navigate through life's greatest challenges. I am Katie, your host, a licensed social worker, therapist, intuitive empath, a healer who's healed herself, and I'm here to help you strengthen your soul. We are all beautiful souls in this life. We are healing, we are living, and we are loving. My mission is to bring awareness to all things mental health, provide motivation and information, and discuss mental wellness and spirituality. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strength in the Soul podcast. Today we are wrapping up my Embodiment Chakra series by ending with the Crown Chakra. I have the pleasure of interviewing my longtime good friend, Alyssa DeLeo. She is another therapist, a licensed social worker, and we actually went to college together when we were getting our bachelor's over 10 years ago. It's been such an honor to watch her grow and work alongside her in a multitude of ways. So not only did we learn together in school at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York, we actually have worked together and just stayed in contact and became really great friends to see each other grow and heal and It really was such an honor to be on this podcast with her because not only do we get to put all of our wisdom out there, we also talk in depth about our healing journeys and what it's taken us thus far to heal and understand ourselves and gain that self-awareness within ourselves of what's going on and how we got here and who we are and That self-awareness is something that is an ongoing journey, right? As we are going on our path, it's important to understand that we are constantly evolving. We are constantly learning who we are and also unlearning the things to become more of who we are as a soul. Self-love and understanding who you are is an unlearning. We've gained this negative conditioning in our lives that have caused us so much suffering and pain and doing the healing work means unlearning to tap into more of who we are as a soul. And the crown chakra is all about spiritual connection and transformation. Tapping in and opening up that chakra helps to give us a sense of our own divinity and the awareness that we are a soul here in this human body. And this human experience that we're going through is meant to teach us along this way. And always just knowing that we can go home to ourselves as a soul and unlearning the conditioning of this human experience to tap into that beautiful divine being that we are. When you open up your crown chakra, you are opening up to your higher consciousness. You're opening up to the higher consciousness of the universe, the higher consciousness of source, and that divine wisdom that's flowing in. 
And knowing that there's something bigger than just ourselves here in this human experience. I think the most important thing too about our journey as a human here in this life, our soul having a human experience, is learning to trust, is is learning to be open-minded, is learning to be at peace and connect to that peaceful part of our soul, to strengthen our nervous system here in our human body so that we can move through life and navigating through life's greatest challenges with ease. And I know that that might sound difficult because it is. And that is what this embodiment chakra series is all about. It's about helping you to learn that you are fully capable of going through this healing process and you're not alone. Every single person that I've interviewed in this series has done the work. And I have shared my story on each of these episodes connecting with these individuals. Life is not easy. And tapping into our healing helps to make life easier. Tapping into these energy centers and helping them to align, to balance, revitalize and restore helps to make life easier, helps us to feel good as we are navigating through life and we are learning and we are evolving as souls. So as you're listening to this episode, I want you to tap into that energy of divine wisdom flowing through you and how you have all of that wisdom within you. And I want you to remember this beautiful phrase, as above, so below. As we wrap up this embodiment chakra series, we started with the root chakra where we talk about grounding and how the importance of keeping yourself and your energy grounded can help you on your healing journey and to help you feel stabilized and secure through this journey that you're on in your life. We are connected to this earth. And as we move up through our energy to the top of our head where our crown chakra is we are connected to divine. So I want you to picture that beautiful picture in your mind of this energy connecting us to this earth all the way up to the divine, connecting us to the divine and something bigger than us. We are part of both. You are a part of both. You are divinely connected And you are so connected to this earth and the healing properties that it has here. You are being guided through your crown chakra as you move through this earthly experience here through your root chakra. I want you to develop strong roots in who you are and trust that you are being guided in the parts of you that are unknown and the parts of life that are unknown. So thank you guys so, so much for tuning into this podcast series. It's been such 
a pleasure to connect with everybody. I've learned so much about myself as well as the chakra system and ourselves as energetic beings. And most importantly, it's just solidified to me the power. And that's confirmation for you. It has solidified the power that healing has in our lives in a daily occurrence and also long term. So don't be afraid to do the hard work. You are not alone. We are always, always growing together. We are learning and we are healing together. And as you move through this hard healing work, I promise you, you're going to come out on the other side. Evolved, strong, healed, and loved. Now, when I'm recording, I normally ensure that my phones are off and everything is silent and perfect. And today, I did not. And I think that that is worth talking about, that life doesn't always go as planned. And I truly look for those moments in my life where a redirection is powerful. Surrendering to life is powerful. Being aware of things coming in when we don't have control. And so here you go. This is a prime example of that. My phone going off as I'm talking about something super powerful is sending a signal from the divine of confirmation. It's almost like that explanation point on my words, like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And so I want you to think about how powerful it is to surrender, to not have control, and to really trust. Trust your intuition. Trust the life that you're creating for yourself. Trust that through gaining experiences and positive learnings in this life, you will be able to handle and navigate through life, that you have all of the answers within you. You are divine. You are the one that has it all. You are the one that's connected to all. You have infinite and boundless opportunities. The divine light is in everybody. The divine light is in you. You are listening to the wisdom of the universe. You understand that there is deeper truth than you may understand right now. Your spiritual insight is clear. And you are constantly tapped in. Never forget how beautiful and sacred and divine that you are. So stay tuned to learn more about healing the crown chakra as well as training the brain with Alyssa DeLeo and I. This is a powerful episode to really think about where you are on your healing journey especially when you feel like giving up. And the crown chakra is located at the top of the head and is connected to our brain, that physical organ that is right there in our head. And as we're getting downloads constantly from the divine, we are also in our human form processing emotions, 
in our brain, processing our experience, our life experience in our brain. Our brain is super, super powerful and controls everything in this physical life. And our ego in our mind is very present because we are human and our experiences in this life help to shape us. However, they do not define us. We talk about this heavily in this episode. And when we're talking about training the brain and rewiring the brain, rewiring your thoughts, it's really, really, really pivotal in navigating your healing journey. And Alyssa talks about going through this experience where her body shut down. Her brain was processing things in a way to essentially keep her safe. And that's what the ego does. It is trying to protect us. However, obviously our ego does not serve us and we need to work really hard on healing the ego and shedding the ego so that we can live in this place of truth and self-awareness and healing and hope. And once she realized that she has the power to shed the ego, to train the brain and rewire the brain in a way where it's like, okay, I know that I was feeling unsafe for a very long time in my life. And I know that you are trying to protect me. And I'm going to rewire you and train you so that you understand that what I'm going through is not a threat. That my body can rejuvenate because I'm able to have these thoughts and process these emotions in a safe way. I am in control now. And through that healing work in her brain, in reprocessing everything that she's been through thus far in her life, she has been able to have such such transformation and success on her healing journey. And it's ongoing. Healing is ongoing. It's not linear. You have to show up for yourself every single day. Alyssa talks a lot about visualization and tapping into that emotional experience where she's training her brain, rewiring the subconscious, and navigating through this physical life with a whole new definition of her life. She is no longer in that place of victim mentality because you are allowed to validate your experience. You are allowed to validate your existence. You are allowed to validate your emotions. It's when we allow those things to have power over us that we feel like we don't have control over our life and we stay stuck in this victim mentality When we cultivate strength and power, forgiveness, healing, love, we gain control over things in our life and we can step forward in a whole new definition of ourselves in our life. We get to decide. Our experiences, our circumstances do not define us. We get to define our life. By taking control of your life and your healing journey, you are taking your power back. You are the one that gets to show up and create the life that you want. It takes time. Always know that. Healing is not 
a one-stop shop. You have to work on it every single day. You have to practice these healing practices every single day. And in those days that you show up for yourself, it creates that long-term healing and happiness, that longevity that your mind, body, and soul is craving. So this is your reminder to show up for yourself. This is your reminder to take healing into your own hands. And this is your reminder to never, ever give up. And I really hope this episode inspires you to never give up on your healing journey. Hello, my love. Hi, good morning. Welcome to Strength of the Soul podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Something about me is that I'm just, I'm very intentional with the people that I choose to connect with and work with and collaborate with and things like that, because I want my source of information to come from people who have actually done the work, you know, done the hard work. And when I look at you, I think of, of exactly that, right? Like you have done the hard work and you continue to do the hard work. So, you know, I just wanted to open up by expressing all of that. And I'm happy to have you here. And I'm happy to have um, this magic come from all the experiences that we've been through in life individually and together. So I'm going to open up the space now for you to introduce yourself and give a little bit of background on what you specialize in and how you got to that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I do think going back to what you said, it is pretty amazing how we keep just like ending back up into each other's lives, like from college, then we both went through like pretty traumatic things in the interim and then landed at the same job and then while we were at that job we both ended up doing really deep healing work and now we're kind of collaborating on Instagram like having evolved from that so it's pretty amazing you're obviously meant to be in my life like the universe is definitely like making sure that that's happening so um yeah it's pretty amazing so I I ended up in the in the mental health profession, um, I think because I always really liked helping people become a better version of them, listen to them, seeing them become a better person, um, and just always wanting to be like a safe person for someone. Mm -hmm. Um, I know how rare that is to find, you know, having that safe person, um, parents can't always be that safe person for their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just wanted to be that safe person for someone. So that's how I, um, became interested in the profession. And then, um, I became really interested in neuroplasticity and I started my Instagram page because um, I got pretty sick a few years ago. I was in um, an unhealthy relationship. There was a lot of like long-term emotional trauma. And as a result, my body just started giving out. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand at the time like what the genesis of it was and that the mind was really originating like all of these symptoms and it took me so long to figure that out and once I was really able to understand what was going on emotionally and how that was impacting me physically 
I was able to rewire my brain and start to heal. And that's essentially what neuroplasticity is, the brain's ability to change itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's maladaptive, without trying to get like too sciencey, there's maladaptive plasticity and and adaptive plasticity. So when I got sick, that was maladaptive plasticity. Mm -hmm. And doctors told me like I would never get better this is something I would have to have forever but then I understood there's also adaptive plasticity and I was able to self-direct changes in my brain that would ultimately heal my body so I want to spread this message with the whole world so that people don't have to spend their life feeling unwell because they don't right yeah I mean I something that I say all the time to my clients and myself is that it's not our fault what has happened to us and healing is our responsibility and I think that I just want to point out like how amazing and important it was for you to like recognize that in that moment and take responsibility for your healing like you know what I went through so much and there has been such this weight of this emotional trauma and this repeated pattern, right? Because lessons keep repeating until they're fully healed. And you actually took the step to open yourself up and say, okay, you know what? It's my responsibility now to heal. And that is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that for a while in my journey, I was really stuck in a victim mentality. And I think, you know, I think anyone would be stuck in that mentality when you know their whole world is falling apart and they're a shadow of themselves it's it's hard to not blame everything and everyone else around you but instill you radically take responsibility to completely revamp your life to recognize how how did my feelings and my behaviors also influence this because it wasn't just everyone else it was how I was emotionally responding to those people and to those circumstances that was creating and perpetuating like more sickness and more illness into my life. So once I understood that I really needed to create like vast changes within myself, I was getting nowhere but um, but worse. So um, once I realized I had all of the power to create these changes, I literally I I didn't I didn't look back and um, it was hard work. Um, I still continue to do the work every day as like my maintenance Mm -hmm. um but there's no other way you know the only way out is through yeah so beautifully you said that I literally told that to somebody yesterday and it's just so powerful I love that saying because it's so true like you know you don't know who you're going to be on the other side of doing that hard work and I think that sometimes stops people from doing the work because the work is scary right like you're going to go through the fire and just having that hope and and strength to push through and experience the pain that the hard work causes it's far great the result is far greater than staying in that original place of suffering and so the only way out is through is so powerful to say you know what i'm going to go through this because on the other side of this is hope and healing and power and a whole new version of me that is so much more than the suffering that took place originally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I love that. I love how much you emphasize like you having to do it despite being uncomfortable and recognizing that like in the midst of all of this 
chaos and despair and everything that feels like it's happening to you, you know, reminding yourself that it, it also like, it might just maybe be happening for you, like Mm -hmm. get to your highest potential. So I had to remind myself of that, you know, whenever I felt that I should have already healed and should have already been a certain version of myself and I shouldn't be going through this anymore, I would remind myself, I didn't learn all the lessons yet. I'm still allowed to treat me in a bad way I'm still treating myself like pretty horribly I'm still beating myself up like I'm not really asserting my boundaries like there's there was still things I needed to implement and I knew that you know in divine timing I would be exactly where I needed to be when those lessons were implemented and and learned so you know I I wouldn't have transform not only physically but mentally and emotionally if I hadn't gone through this this whole journey um so you know I I I never would have thought I would have been grateful for such a horrible life-altering experience but Mm. it forced me to like wake up and transform yeah absolutely and I think that there's a component to gratitude um and switching that mindset of grateful for the growth you know um when we like formulate it in that way and say i'm grateful for the growth it's like okay you know what again like you said i can get i can step out of that victim mentality and be in this place of surviving and thriving and i am a survivor and i'm grateful for this growth like i took this pain and i turned it into purpose i took this pain and i triumphed i took this pain and now i'm a beacon of light for other people and you know it's not so easy when you're at the beginning and I don't want to invalidate anybody's experiences by saying like, oh, it's all rainbows and butterflies because absolutely not. Like we've been through it and you're just not seeing us at this place right now where we're like, you know, like for you, you know, I want you to also speak on um, how difficult it was for you during that whole process. But I know for me, like going through my traumas and everything like that, I mean, I was at the point where I didn't want to live, you know, so we can speak to that. And I could tell you that, you know, I laid in bed contemplating, like, should I die right now? But, you know, I think that it's super important to also really talk about this um, in a way of, of giving hope and shedding light on this when we're on the other side of it, because we pushed through it and the only way out is through right and we walked through it so i can tell you now on the other side and continuing to walk through it right because healing is not linear um that we can speak about it and i think that's super important that we started our journeys as we were walking through it so that's where the the passion comes in that's where the um the authenticity comes in right? Because we're not just speaking from the things we read in books, we're speaking from experience. And I think that's magic right there. That's, mm-hmm. that's the good stuff. You're, you're listening to people who have walked through the fire and rose above the ashes. And um, it could be a true beacon of light. Yeah, absolutely. I I know in my journey, I had also reached a point where I had, you know, little to no hope left. Um, you know, it's really scary to not be able to function like 
at all and to not be able to do anything and feel like you have nothing to live for because you literally can't um can't function no matter what you're doing nothing is working so you know i myself like found myself multiple times in so much despair and just being invalidated by everyone like doctors family friends and and not because there was a malicious intent behind it or that you know they they didn't care they just didn't understand because they weren't going through it and that mm -hmm. isolation just makes everything so much more painful so when you could see someone else that was also in your shoes to an extent and make it you know it, it i think it instills hope that people absolutely need to continue on that you know on that path and and i reminded myself hey if this person can do it i'm no exception Mm -hmm. I have the same systems in my body. Our brains work the same way. Like if they're able to do it, I, you know, I can also do it. And I just never lost sight of um, my ability to also achieve those same results. And then really visualizing myself already having the things and being grateful for the things I wanted to create and manifest before they were already present in my life was, um, really probably the absolute like biggest thing I, I did. Yeah. I mean, there's a, that sense of true embodiment, right? Like we're embodying our whole life, right? We're taking that wisdom that we've gained and we're embodying, even if it doesn't align with us in that moment, but we are embodying the person that we want to be. We're embodying mm -hmm. the things that we know. Um, and that's that physical action right? It's like that process of I'm taking it what's in my mental place, I'm putting it into my feeling space, my emotional place. And then I'm taking that emotional place and I'm putting it into this physical action. And that process there is true manifestation, as well as triggering healing to heal the subconscious because manifestation comes in the subconscious mind. And um, a lot of people don't recognize that, you know, they think that, oh, I'm just going to say my positive affirmations. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do that. And it's like, you know, yes, that, that works to an extent. And you have to do that flow, that energetic flow, right? So I'm so glad you said that because it's really truly about embodiment and embodying like the changes that you want to make. Yeah, I'm so happy you brought that up about embodying it because I think a lot of people can sometimes kind of like have a little bit of contempt when they see people like sitting there and like a meditation like style and just affirming things and like manifesting it. Like it can seem a little bit weird yeah. and like off putting to some people, but at the same, you know, at the same time, like while we're, while we're doing that, what they don't see is that, you know, we are visualizing every single day. We're taking action to try and already be that person that we want to be. There are literally chemical and structural changes taking place within our brain when we visualize, like our brain cannot tell the difference between something we're imagining and something that's really happening. So mm -hmm. it's not just like, you know, something in the universe being, you know, greater than anything, you know, we have any control over, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's one aspect. It's also us creating like these neuroplastic changes in the brain. And for me, I needed that science and that proof that what I was doing was actually working for me to continue implementing it. So once I understood that and the science behind it, 
it it gave me a sense of empowerment knowing that I literally could create the exact life that I want to create through the power of the mind. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And um, that leads me to talk about visualization. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I explained to you a little bit before we started recording the podcast together that I recently um, have taken my career, um, I have this mental health component of my career, which I'm extremely passionate about. I love doing therapy. I love being a social worker. I love helping others. You know, we got into this field for very similar reasons, right? Like it's just, I feel like when you're an empath, number one and number two, like when you just have this like drive and passion and purpose to help other people, it just naturally happens that you flow into this career. Um, And if you don't at first, it happens later, you know, you just feel like God, you know, puts you on this path, like, essentially, we're doing God's work, you know, and I just love to help people. I love to educate people. I love to be that safe place. Like you said, I mean, that was like, that hit home for me, because I was like, you know, I really just love healing. I love healing myself, and I love helping other people heal, Um, and so I've always been this very spiritual person, and I've always incorporated it into my personal life, and then once I really slowed down last year in quarantine, I really realized that I wanted to incorporate this spirituality into my career. So I think that it's really amazing that I can take this mental health career path that I have and side by side parallel it with my spirituality and this energetic healing that I have now come to be certified in and have all this knowledge about and just the fact that we are energetic beings ourselves, right we're not just this human self we have this energy force within us and I mean even just the pure fact of like even when we pass away we shed our physical body and we remain in that energetic state of being and so we have this energetic connection to source and we are energetic beings. And so I got certified in Holy Fire Reiki, which is life force energy healing. And we work with the chakra points in the body. We work with the aura, the energetic field. And I take my mental health component, my experience with breath work and meditation. And then I take this, this Reiki, um, practitioner role and I'm really encompassing all of it in my Reiki sessions and so I love doing this work I love doing this healing work um, encompassing this mental health and this energy healing work it's just incredible and it really sparked me to have this idea the other day to want to record podcasts incorporating both and also tailored to each chakra point in the body and so I thought it was so beautifully and perfectly aligned to have you talking about the crown chakra, which is on the top of our head. It's our connection to source. It's our connection to divine wisdom. And when we have an open crown chakra, we're allowing this divine wisdom to flow through us. And on two aspects, right? We're allowing divine wisdom to flow through us of a higher consciousness, of our higher self, of God, of our angels, our spirit guides, ascended masters, archangels, our loved ones, or 
it's all flowing through us from the top of our head. Like when I give readings um, for mediumship, my top of my head is always buzzing, vibrating. Like I can actually physically feel the connection when I'm receiving information and tapping in. It's, it's like literally incredible. And so, but it's also nurturing this connection, this divine being that we are right? That we have this conscious and unconscious wisdom within us. And so I wanted to take that information and also have you speak to how this visualization is coming from you as a divine being, as a energetic being, and you're opening up your crown chakra to divine wisdom from God, from source, from your angels, from higher consciousness, your higher self, right? Because if you look, um, and for people who are listening, I'm, I'm putting my hands on top of each other. And if you think about your higher self as your one hand is up here and you are down here, um, here on earth, but you are always, always connected to your higher self, which is your higher consciousness. And when we pass, we go right back up into our higher consciousness like this. Um, but we have access to this higher consciousness all day, every day, every second of our the day, like of our existence, of our eternal life, right? Um, and so for you, I also wanted to talk about just like how you are here tapping into your higher consciousness, visual visualization, doing visualization. It's like a tongue twister. And mm -hmm. feeling yourself as well. You're in your conscious body, your subconscious mind, and your higher consciousness. Mm -hmm. So you to just speak about how doing that visualization and committing to that and tapping into that higher consciousness has really helped you to heal. And I also would love to hear your perspective on how you can reflect on where you were to where you are now because of that work. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it was so important for me to um, really rewire my subconscious mind through visualization um, so what I would try and do is I would try and do it first thing in the morning when you're in like that theta state and you're more, it's more accessible to your subconscious mind. And I would always meditate and relax first so that I could get to that place easier. Um, and then when I sat in those feelings of already having the health, the everything that I already wanted to have, when I immerse myself in those feelings of gratitude for having already obtained that, if you do that with consistency and with focused attention and with positive emotions evoked to it, the more powerful changes you are occurring. So I did that for an hour a day, every single day for six months. And now I just do it as maintenance. So I'll do like 15 minutes a day. So I was constantly exposing myself to my highest potential, to that person that I wanted to be. Um, and so my brain started eventually believing that I had already had everything. And so I was in that frequency and I was in alignment with that higher, you know, my higher purpose. And um, so it, it took me really being consistent with it. It took me visualizing at the right times every day when I was relaxed, when I was in that theta state and just really immersing myself in those positive emotions for already having things that I didn't yet have. And then eventually your brain's like, oh, she's, she's healed. She's feeling abundant. She's feeling free. She's feeling 
you know, like, like all of these positive and, and amazing things. And, and, and eventually that turns into your physical reality. It takes time though. Yes. And that's what I really want to emphasize. It's not just like you do a few visualizations and you have abundance. No, like you really need to be so consistent with it and just know that it will come when it's supposed to come. And, you know, if you are doing the work, your brain and body will create changes. There's no way around it. If you are visualizing, if you are meditating, you are changing your brain and then you will change your reality as a result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important to like really speak about like trusting the process. I think that in life now, we've become in this reality of instant gratification. You know, I mean, just that physical um, reality with our phone, right? Like everything is so instant on there. And I think that that's, it's even changing the brain in that aspect because like, it's not so instant. You're not going to have that instant gratification. Healing takes time. And I think that's so important for people to put out there, you know, um, in this world of instant gratification, you have to slow down. And um, it's also about like an investment right? Like I'm worthy of the investment. I am going to invest in myself. Yeah. And it, and it makes, and it makes reaching your goals that much more amazing. Mm. You, if you received whatever you wanted to manifest quickly, it's not even like, you wouldn't even feel that happy about it. But when you put in the work and you really peel back the layers to yourself and you really commit to the process and you show yourself, I am enough, I am worth this. I am going to prove to myself that I am good enough and I am enough to receive. You show the universe that you are worthy of that by fully committing to the process and never giving up no matter what. So by the time you do all of that and you obtain it, you feel so proud of yourself because you really did invest so much. It's so amazing. Exactly. And this just reminds me of a quote that I shared on my Instagram yesterday, where it says, sometimes it takes 10 years of effort, of struggle, of adversity, of setbacks, and of disappointment to get that one year that will change your life. Stay focused. You know, and it just like, I shared it and I wrote relatable because I'm like, you know what? Every time I'm speaking about my healing journey, I really actually use the words like 10 years because, you know, I just turned 30 and I reflect back to where I was when I was 20. And that's exactly when I feel like I got out of that hustle and bustle of like my teenage years and all these distractions and avoidance. And I really started feeling the effects of my childhood trauma and my um, negative patterns in relationships or these negative behaviors that I was doing. And don't get me wrong, it still lasted throughout my 20s, but that's when it started. <laughs> so like where I, I started to wake up, like, you know, <laughs> where I was like, oh my gosh, okay this is, um, need to be, this, this needs to be healed here. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's like those transition periods of my life where it's interesting how it happened in, in groups of 10, like where, um, I turned 20 and I started having this spiritual awakening and I started like really receiving all these messages from, um, spirit. And also on the same token, I started having this emotional, um, awakening you could say where I was really like feeling these things and consciously 
aware of these patterns and I was like, okay, wow, I really need to heal now. Um, and then, then when I turned, like, I would say 29 into 30, I was able to slow down because of this pandemic mm-hmm. and all this other deep healing work came about because I wasn't so distracted by working 12 hour days and three jobs and not taking care of myself. It's like those patterns were able to like, be like illuminated and say, Katie, like, this is no longer serving you anymore. And this is your time now to really heal. And now I look at who I am right now sitting in this moment. And I'm like, wow, those were really pivotal points in my life to like really open up and heal these, these subconscious things that are there from this lifetime and previous ones, you know, it's like, I'm just doing all this healing work and it's just so rewarding to look back and say, wow, like, um, you know, I made these, these moves and it was, and I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I love how you really shine the light on how much work you actually did, like over the course of almost a decade, I think sometimes people will look and they'll see crystals and they'll see, you know, people meditating and like chanting and like they think healing is so glamorous and it is it is not it is hard work it is the hardest thing you will ever have to do in your whole entire life um it and it takes a lot of um a lot of work and a lot of time and yeah when you reach the other side it looks all sunshine and rainbows like a war through it and and I think people just need to know that that's, that's how healing unfolds. You have to feel to heal. You have to be willing to sit with that and to not engage in those avoidance behaviors. You know, so many people turn to, to drugs, to food, to overworking, to overspending, to toxic relationships, like anything to avoid sitting with their emotional pain and transforming it and, um, and healing. And I think this, you know, pandemic um you know not not to minimize any of the horrible things and right the, the tra- a thousand percent yeah. yeah you know that have been happening you know I I think for some people they were able to really sit with themselves because they didn't have any choice but to do exactly that um so I think it's beautiful that you did such amazing healing work um and I too I really honed down on you know my visualization practices at that time um and just really trying to get in tune with who I want to be um and what I want to do and what my purpose is supposed to be in this world yeah that's amazing and like you know as you speak about all those maladaptive behaviors it's like I've done them all you know, and, and that's why I'm really intentional with my Instagram too, um, as, or even with my clients, you know, like I, I definitely set healthy boundaries, you know, in my therapy sessions or my empowerment coaching sessions. However, when it comes down, when it comes time to show this raw emotion, I, I do cry sometimes in sessions with clients because I want them to know that like, it's real. Like, I'm not going to just sit here and um, avoid this this raw emotion, this healing work, you know? Um, and even with my Instagram, I've made posts of me crying. I've, um, you know, cried in stories on my Instagram because my Instagram is geared toward that soul healing, right? Encompassing of everything, your mind, body, and soul. And 
who would I be if I only showed you the good stuff? Mm -hmm. And I know you you do the same. You agree. Um, It's like, and there's a term in in spirituality um, called spiritual bypassing. And it's really when we, spiritual bypassing is when you do exactly what you were talking about. You just show these spiritual practices as this um, illuminated, like beautiful, wonderful thing. And in turn, people don't show you that actually spirituality is found by doing the shadow work, by going into the shadows and doing that dark work work so you can bring it to the light so you can be in the light right um it's like those polarities of light and dark you can't have either one without the other so you have to go through the shadows to get to the the light and um you know i made a whole post about this over the summer where the guy i was crying and i posted myself and i was like you know what there is no spiritual bypassing over here let me tell you like i might use these tools to heal right? Journaling, meditation, Reiki, crystals. And, and I actually tell you that in every Reiki session that I've received, I've hysterically cried because that energy was flowing through me and releasing those stuck emotions. And which is really just like, you know, energy that wanted to move out. And so I had to cry and, and, and it was such a beautiful feeling of release to feel that that stuck energy move out of my body, number one, and those emotions, that pain that has been stuck in my body for so long. And Reiki actually moved it out. So, yeah, I, I, I'm so happy you mentioned that just now, because I, I think a big part of actually what made me sick in the beginning was repressing my feelings and my emotions. Like I had so much internalized anger within me for so many years, you know, with what was going on at the time, it was very specific to the relationship I was in, but I was holding that all within me because I didn't feel like I could be vulnerable. I wasn't comfortable being vulnerable and I wasn't comfortable feeling my feelings. So my brain was interpreting those emotions as actual physical threats. And it was responding as if I, you know, my life was in danger. And then that's why I was creating all of this pain and all of the symptoms and all of this disease mm-hmm. is pressing and, inter- and, and internalizing everything. And it's not sustainable to the body to do that. It puts your body in a state of perpetual fight or flight. And the only way to get over that is to um, feel the feelings, to do that healing work, to not suppress, to be comfortable being vulnerable. And I love that you are so vulnerable because when you show up as your authentic self and when you show another human being that it's okay to be vulnerable, it gives them courage and acceptance to unconditionally be vulnerable and be with their feelings as well. So I do see this happening more and more on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just hoping that it begins to like expand, you know, more and more because yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, I, I, I always say this too. It's like a ripple effect, right? As one person heals and does the work and does the hard work, then it heals the world. 
right? Because that healed version of myself is going to be talking to this person. They're going to feel that healed energy off of me. And then they're going to heal. Or even just that energetic flow of passing through the world, right? Like, um, I was listening to a podcast and this guy actually recently, he worded it like this, where he's like, you know, as you're healing that energy, it's energy, right? And we're all energy. The world is energy. Everything is energy. And so as you are healing, that energy is illuminating off of you and even could be carried through the wind to somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to receive that energy. Um, And it's just so powerful how that healed version of you is going to look different, speak different, say different things. And that's going to have an effect on somebody else. So, you know, for us doing the healing work, right? Like maybe just as simple as the language that we use, right? If we were those unhealed version of ourselves, maybe we'd be using different language and that we would have, we wouldn't be having these positive effects necessarily when we're speaking to other people. And because we've done the work, we're speaking differently. So when we're speaking to every person that we come into contact with, our language is having a different um, effect on them because they're perceiving this healed version of ourselves. You know, so that even in itself is this ripple effect. There's so many beautiful effects that happen from us healing. Yeah, yeah, the side effect of one individual healing is another person healing and another person healing and another person healing. Just like trauma can be passed on generation to generation healing absolutely can be too. Um, so I just, I, I, I can just feel that there are so many people that are on this journey here together. And it makes me so happy because when we were in college, however many years ago, it feels like, it feels like 20. <laughs> um, I, I don't feel like the world was where it is right now at all. Like I, Instagram, I think was maybe just getting started, but yeah. they didn't have healing pages like this like it just wasn't it wasn't a thing so I think it's such a beautiful thing what is you know what is happening right now and yeah absolutely you everyone's having an impact on everyone else through um the energy like you said yeah and you know just showing up as your authentic self like you said like is is so important you know and I'm I do it for me first and foremost because I grew up not feeling safe to be myself, you know? And then I started, that's where a lot of my negative behaviors came from to get my needs met, where I became a people pleaser because I felt like I, you know, inherently needed to control whether people see me or not, or like me or not, or validate me or not, or accept me or not. And um, I feel like I was just manipulating that for so long that I wasn't truly my authentic self. Um, And that's one thing that I really needed to heal through in my healing journey, because I wanted to be my authentic self. I wanted to be seen as me and I wanted to be loved and validated and accepted as me without me having this crippling anxiety. Oh my God, like, did I say something that's going to make them not like me? You know, and that's like how I lived for so long because as a child, I never felt safe. I never felt seen. I never was validated. And, um, And, you know, again, that looks different in every family dynamic. Trauma is not a one size fits all, right? Like I speak about how like my mom was 
so wonderful to me growing up. She was so nurturing and loving. And like, there were certain aspects of her that like really um, fueled love and validation and nurture. However, on the other side, there was so much more trauma involved in the dynamics of my family. Cause I, you know, I'm not going to get on too much cause then we'll be here for hours <laughs> um, where I was invalidated by her. I was, you know, experiencing so much trauma from the, the, the dynamics that I experienced um, with many people in my family, you know? So it's like, it's not, always one size fits all right like you don't always have to have these parents who um were like physically abusive or this and that or you know mentally abusive sometimes things look so different Um, yeah yeah you're, you're so right and I think people oftentimes when they hear trauma they think of you know I was molested I had a horrible car crash I almost died I saw someone die like no like those are like big traumas but if you have enough like small trauma, which is feeling invalidated, which is feeling unsafe, which is feeling not heard, not seen, you know, that could really, really like over time accumulate to you feeling just so, you know, nervous and and lead to all of these people pleasing tendencies and um, like maladaptive behaviors that you were saying. And yeah, almost to like manipulate, like you said, people to, to accept you Mm -hmm. because felt like you weren't worthy and you felt like you weren't good enough and that's the side effect of feeling so unsafe and so invalidated you almost internalize that um you know you're not important you're not good enough as you are because if I was then my parents would have been unconditionally there for me and meeting my needs all the time so Mm -hmm. you know as you grow and as you heal like to begin to like change that mindset and that dynamic, you have to open yourself up to being authentic and vulnerable because you can't receive anything real until you do that because you're not being who you actually are. So how is someone going to love you if you're not showing them like that authentic side? Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, through my healing work, I have really been working with getting to the root of these negative thoughts and these negative feelings. And once I discovered the root, which is like this lack of self-worth, I really started working with these affirmations and these mindset shifts and to breed that, like, you know, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your reality. I have this flow. And so one thing, like some of the affirmations that I started really working with were, um, I don't need to earn love. I am worthy. Because I was really seeing that pattern of where I was really feeling like I needed to earn love. And so once I I really solidified what the underlying issue was, that's where I put in the proper mindset shifts. You know, because of course, like I always benefit from I am beautiful, I'm loved, you know, things like that. Um, however, I really needed to go deeper. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people will affirm things, which is great because you want to have an intention. You want to have an affirmation. You want to know what you want to draw into you energetically. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not enough just to say those things. Like you said, you have to embody them and and that's what you did. So like, 
if you have like a core, like if your core wound is that I'm not good enough, which is like a very common one, mm-hmm. and you tell yourself every single day, I'm enough, I'm worthy, but you still are carrying that, you know, that wound within you, you're not going to draw in experiences that make you feel like you're good enough because you're still carrying the energy and vibration of someone that doesn't actually feel that way. So they're in the abundance of lack. So exactly. they're not going to abundant to them and what they want. So, you know, I think once you start to, to do what you did, you start to act as that empowered person. So how mm-hmm. would someone that loves themselves treat themselves? Yes. You have to affirm it, but then you have to treat yourself as if you love yourself. And then eventually you will begin to love yourself because you're showing your brain and your body, oh, we're doing things differently now. We're taking care of ourselves. We are setting boundaries. We're not entertaining negative people. So you're weakening that wound within you and you're creating, you know, something so much better. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's so important that you, you emphasized really like embodying it along with the affirmation. Exactly. And something that I say and I teach all the time and I'm embodying myself is that self-love is repeated action. You have to repeat these daily tasks to build upon that love within you, right? If I'm not taking a shower every day, I am not actively physically showing myself that I love myself. Mm -hmm. And like, that's something that I learned, you know, like I've gained 60 pounds in the last five years as a result of my depression and that that trauma that I endured. And, um, you know, I continue to endure trauma um as I grew up um you know throughout my 20s so again going back to the 10 year of healing kind of thing um and that's you know recently on my healing journey is when I actually just said I got into that action place you know where I was like Katie like you are not taking these action steps in your life you have to do it yeah. And that's where things changed, you know, like when I'm, I'm like somebody who's very, very, um, my solar plexus, which is like that powerhouse that, um, which, you know, it's funny because I feel like with my trauma, I've lacked confidence, however, but in my career, I feel like I, I really, um, have so much confidence and passion and creativity. Like, it's just like where I channel so much of that. Um, and doors keep opening up for me in my career like it's like beautiful and I actually haven't even stopped to really look at it in in the bigger picture and now when I look at it in the bigger picture it's because I'm embodying and I'm in that feeling of love and happiness and that high vibration because I'm um I'm acting on my purpose Mm -hmm. not to talk about money so much because that's not what this podcast is about, but I do say that um, when you are actually living your purpose and you're channeling and embodying your purpose is when the money is going to come in because you're in that vibrational alignment of uh, and that frequency of abundance because abundance isn't just money. It's like love and happiness and purpose and just full of life. And that's how I feel, right? That's how I feel when I'm in alignment with my purpose. Um, and that God is just opening doors for me because I'm in that purpose and I'm doing what I'm meant to do as this soul that I am. 
I love that. That was so, so good. It's so true, you know, and it, and it reminds me a quote that came to my mind when you were speaking of that is, um, you know, what you focus on expands. So if you're constantly focusing on lack and that you're not good enough and that, you know, that fear and that victim mentality, you're going to keep drawing those negative experiences to you. If you keep feeling, you know, you know, I'm sick and why this and why me, you are literally drawing experiences inadvertently to you that you don't want to, that you don't want to draw to you. So you have to get into that vibration and that alignment. And then it just flows to you. And you're like, whoa, like, that was a lot easier than I, you know, like than I thought it would be, um, how things just come to you once you are at that frequency. And another thing I wanted to point out really quickly too, um, was, you know, when, like you mentioned, like, you know, the weight gain and that had me thinking back to like, you know, like even me, like I had suffered with an eating disorder, like on and off for like a while throughout, you know, my like mm-hmm. early twenties, my teenage years, um, you know, and I just want the people to understand, like, whether it's plastic surgery, whether it's wanting to lose weight, whether it's wanting to get like fitter or toner, um, just make sure like the, the reasoning isn't, um, isn't like, like you're not, you're not trying to, um, fix like an internal problem externally because you can't, you can't do that. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. So no matter how much weight you lose, no matter how fit and toned you get or how clear your skin is, you are chasing the wrong things. What needs to be chased is internal love. Like you can change your appearance. It's not going to make you feel good enough. And I think people will spend their whole entire lives trying to feel good enough and they go about it the wrong way and they just never get there. So right now I am you know, I had gained back so much weight that I like inadvertently lost, but it re-triggered some of those eating disorder, like behaviors and body image issues just because I did lose that weight. Um, and you know, now I have gained 15 pounds back in a year and the old Alyssa that did have like disordered eating and body image issues would be like, I would never be able to tolerate myself at that weight. And now I'm like, I was at the gym yesterday and I was looking at myself and yeah, I'm not like as toned, like I'm definitely still like a smaller person, but I have like meat on my bones and I'm like, I cannot believe how happy and confident I am and how I'm walking and the energy I'm giving off, like in this body, if you told me I would ever be comfortable, like at a healthy weight, Mm -hmm. I would have thought you were crazy, but not only not only confident, but I'm so happy with my body. And it just, yeah. it goes to show you it's, it's never external. It's always that internal work. You're exactly. And I love that because like, that's even my intention with, I recently um, hired a health and wellness coach because I just felt like I couldn't do this alone anymore. You know, I was still kind of avoiding this, this work. And I said, you know what, I need accountability mm-hmm. and it's safe for me to ask for help. And I don't have to do this alone anymore. And so I really took the time to find the right person for me because I didn't want it to be this like superficial coaching experience where it was just like a Facebook group or this or that or and it's super expensive. And I know we've talked about that many times before. Um, I really wanted it to be intentional, right? I really wanted it to be from someone who was going to help me on this like deep healing journey with me. And um, I found this woman on Instagram, actually, we were, we've been friends for a while. I don't even remember how we started being friends on Instagram. Um, and 
she doesn't even post that much, right? Like she doesn't even, honestly, truly, I look back and I think it was spirit guiding me to work with her. And she is a spiritual health and wellness coach. And we, we, we do, we're breaking the barriers. We do the work that I need. So it's like, I really manifested this, this woman into my life and it's been beautiful and it's been perfect. She was affordable to me with also, it's like that energy exchange too. Like it was, it's not cheap and it was affordable for me. Um, and it was like this beautiful energy exchange by me saying, by me paying for this, I am investing in myself and I'm honoring that I am worth this help. And she, I don't feel like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? like discredited or whatever. Like I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. I'm getting my investment that I put into myself. Like she really is helping me on this deeper level of breaking these barriers and these blocks um, as well as just helping me health and wellness, you know? Cause it's like, I know what to do. I love working out. I love eating healthy. It's so much more than that. It's like that deep inner wound of just like this protection barrier that I've put on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you like that you were able to do that. And I think everyone needs to understand that no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, on your healing journey, no matter how advanced you are, no matter how healed you think you are, like it's okay to accept help and to need help. Even if you feel like you're at a place where you shouldn't need help because you're the expert or, you know, you have made it like, it's okay to like accept help. That's how you're showing yourself that you love you and that you're good enough. So yeah, everyone that's listening, like it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to receive. You're safe to receive. Um, yeah, it's really important. Exactly, babe. And that is, it's, it was part of my embodiment work of embodying this person, this healed version of me, because that people pleasing wound was causing me not to ask for help because if I ask for help, then I'm not perfect and that I won't be valued. Right. So by me asking for help is really shedding that trauma and me doing something different and me changing and the pattern. And that's why coaching and therapy and, and having someone to kind of guide you through this process is so important because without insight, it's hard to change. Yeah. And you have, much insight. Um, and so I think that if you're just starting this journey or if you're far into it, like there's always more to learn about yourself and, um, yeah, it's helpful to be like guided along the way. And mm -hmm. yeah, always, always exactly. Well, this was such a beautiful conversation and you and I just love spending and we have so much like good things to say. And I can't wait for us to just continue to do more work together. And I also just want to say that how amazing it is to talk about this with you in our journey. I feel like it was aligned that this is the right, perfect time to be doing this podcast with each other because of all the healing work that we've done. And it's really exciting to talk about this. And again, I just want to reiterate, it's we can talk about this in this way at this perfect right time because we've done this work for so long. And not only do we we teach this work, right? Because we're both therapists and coaches and we, we, we do this work, right? And we've personally done this work. So um, that's the importance of mastery, right? We've mastered these skills over the last 10 plus years. We've embodied these, these skills. 
and we're able to really shed this light on this topic and talk about this in such a beautiful connected way yeah yeah definitely and i just want i really want the listeners to like you know understand that you totally you can heal even if it doesn't feel like you can um you know you're not an exception to healing you know our bodies were made to self-heal we get a cut we get a broken bone it heals um you just have to trust the process you have to stay committed and you have to just never give up hope and keep believing and allow yourself to have um support systems and to you know ask for help when you need it and just um keep going if you don't believe in yourself right now you know i believe in you so you know exactly and also you know do your research on healing modalities you know i think that when someone is suffering i think they immediately think of like therapy or something like that which obviously we're therapists we believe in it it's a beautiful tool it's powerful it's amazing it's necessary mental health treatment is necessary right and um we always talk about the difference between mental health and mental illness and breaking the stigma on mental illness and that it's safe for you to get help and and engage in that therapeutic work. Um, And also too, you know, there are so many healing modalities out there that I always say too, like, do what works for you, right? Do the research on, and really do, you know, find out what works for you. Um, And for me, the reason why I feel like I am in this place is because I've sought out so many different healing modalities. And it was, so good for my soul. So, you know, we have our Instagrams always available for you, emails, anything like that to reach out to, to ask for help, number one, to point you in the right direction for treatment and to, we we always talk about like different modalities in healing. So um, if you need a step in the right direction, we are here. And so that leads me to where can people find you, Alyssa? Um, so they could find me at my Instagram. The handle is at let's train the brain. I'm currently in the process of making a website. So by the time this launches, it may or may not be in my bio, but, um, yeah, feel free to, you know, DM me. I would love to hear from you. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for being here and talking to us. It was such an amazing conversation and, you know, let's uh, continue to heal. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for always supporting me and the work that I'm doing, listening to the words that I share and coming along my healing journey with me. It's important for us to always feel safe on our healing journey. And as we are building this strength in the soul community, I want you to know that I feel so safe being vulnerable here. And I hope that you feel the same. I feel so safe continuing to heal and process, processing all of the healing things that are happening before me. And I know that as I'm helping other people, it continues to help me heal. So I hope that this podcast series has served you well because it has absolutely served me well. And if you have any questions about the chakras, or healing in general, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I can be reached at strengthinthesoul at yahoo.com and you can go to my website for more information as well. I encourage you to look back at this Embodiment Chakra series and start with the first episode where we introduced 
holy fire reiki energy healing and the chakra system and just talking about healing in general i interviewed jessica holiday who is my reiki master and we are friends and we've connected um, in the last year and it's just been amazing to get to know her and just tap into a different way of life. She is so wonderful with her healing techniques and it's just been amazing to learn and grow from her from her and with her. So I encourage you to listen to that episode and work your way all the way up to the crown chakra. So after that, we have the root chakra with Alex Gilio. That was an amazing episode to tap into. We talk all about grounding and security and manifesting the life that you want by feeling rooted in who you are and feeling grounded in this life. And we go over some healing practices and nutrition and wellness and really creating the physical body and grounding the physical body to where you can create the life that you want. It was such a powerful episode. She actually owns a makeup business and a healing studio called My Zen Den where she offers sauna, red light therapy, and all the holistic health supplements that she takes. It's just incredible. Then we work our way to the sacral chakra where I interviewed Taylor, the life coach, and her and I have connected on social media and it was a pleasure to get to know her more and know her story more. We talk about cultivating that creativity and honing into that passion and that flow and feminine energy that the sacral chakra really embodies and how healing the sacral chakra can help you really, really create the life that you want and heal a lot of parts of you that keep you stuck in a place that you're not meant to be. And then I tackle the solar plexus. The solar plexus is all about drive, passion, confidence, authenticity, and it's super important to recognize that when this center in our body is blocked or out of alignment, not balanced, there's stagnant energy around there, that low self-worth harbors right in that energy center. And I have really worked hard on activating and healing my solar plexus. So that is a great episode to listen to. And then we move into the heart chakra where I interviewed Ashley Helm and she has really created this career of helping women and empowering women on normalizing loving themselves and how to do that. She shares her healing journey and taps into how you can really set your life up for success by implementing self-love in your daily life. Because loving yourself is a daily occurrence. It's not just in the one moment where you are doing something that makes you feel good or you're making a decision that you choose yourself. Although those are really important aspects of self-love, you have to do it every day. So we talk all about that. And then we move into the throat chakra. I interview Kayla Diorio, who is another therapist integrating her spirituality into her therapy practice and coaching practice. And we talk all about our journeys of overcoming being a people pleaser, feeling secure in being ourselves, and opening up our whole entire being to expressing ourselves through our words and also just our full expression in who we are. Then we move into our third eye 
where I interview Dana, who host, who is the host of the Soul Rising podcast. We talk all about visualization and healing through visualization, opening up your third eye and really tapping into that intuition and seeing life clearly with no judgment and honoring the way that our life unfolds. And then now you have listened to The Crown Chakra with Alyssa DeLeo. I hope you guys learned so much and you gained so much from this. And like I said, if you have any other questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I hope you have a great, wonderful day and I look forward to connecting with you guys soon.